Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Greetings, everyone. Hoping this finds us all healthy and safe. My Rongai peeps sent me messages last week about my mention of them in the message. And I'm sorry, guys, man. I stand my ground. <laughs> and for those wondering what I'm talking about, listen to last week's podcast, Someone, and you'll get a Get it exactly. I hope we've uh, had better weeks. My prayer for us all is that the Lord's arm of strength might come in soon and help us all out of this. My name is Pastor Fred Alexander Oyola, the pastor here at Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. I'm so glad that you've chosen to be with us from wherever you are. My prayer today, as I always say every week and in every other time we minister to the people of God, is that you will get to hear the very heart of God in what we are talking about today. That you will hear him right where you are for the situation that you are in and that he may speak right into that very place in Jesus' name. Some quick announcements before I continue. Like I said last week, follow us on our social media handles, Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. We are on Instagram, we are on Facebook, we are on Twitter. Check out our link tree link on all our social media handles. It has all our ministry materials, man. We have everything from the Sunday online service that we stream every Sunday at 10 o'clock. We have our weekly podcast summons just like this one. We have our 2020 Bible reading plan, which, by the way, is now on 2nd Samuel. Things are getting hot, my goodness. David is at the balcony. You know what I'm talking about? He's looking down from the balcony and he sees a naked woman. Oh, go read your Bible, man. That's where we are. Follow us on that. It also has this link, tree link on our social media handles, has our giving details. It has our children's crafts, our devotions for the week, and this is for the teens and also for our adults. And finally, it has a communication line in case you need to holler at us, man. You can holler at us concerning anything. One of the biggest things that we are asking guys to talk to us about is the issue of food. We've been calling our congregants way from when, from when this started, way before, like early March. We've been calling them and just finding out how they are and something that we've asked our congregants to do. And any person out there if is if you're in need, if you need um, food, assistance with food, let us know. We have a food bank in conjunction with Nairobi Chapel Ngong Road and Nairobi Chapel uh, South Sea. And so just click on our social media link, the link to link that's on there. You will find uh, our giving details and on our, on our giving details will be directed accordingly. This month, we began a new podcast series. We have called it Make Room, but it has a question mark. So it is Make Room? Like it's a question. Like I, are you... Are you seriously asking me to make room? And the answer is yes. We began last week by looking at Jesus, the absolver of the condemned. We began by looking at the state of the globe, our nation, our homes. And we said that as much as you're confined to our homes, and in much as our homes don't, uh, cannot do with the budget of another mouth to feed, the Lord is still beckoning us, knocking at our doors, asking to be let in. We read Revelation 3.20. That are the very words of Jesus, they are the very words of Jesus telling us that he's standing at our doors. He's knocking. And if anyone hears his voice and opens the door, 
he promises to come in and eat with that person. And that person, in return, eat with him. The question then that we asked powerfully last week was whether you and I will let him in. We then looked at the story of the prostitute woman in Luke chapter 7. Jesus is in the house with the Pharisee. The Pharisee has invited him. They're about to eat. They're having dinner. And shockingly, verse 37 tells us, a woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, came with an alabaster jar of perfume. Verse 38, as she stood behind him at his feet, she started weeping. She began to wet his feet with her tears, wiped them with her hair, kissed them and poured perfume on them. As scandalous as it was back in the day, and as much as the Pharisees and the others hated it, Jesus goes, goes on to tell the woman that her faith has saved her. And she tells her to go in peace. What a blessing. In all this, we learned in closing that to make room for Jesus as a prostitute did, we had to look for Jesus like one looks for silver, gold, and even hidden treasure. When we find him, we have to pour on him our best prayers of remorse, joy, strength, adoration, just as she poured the perfume on him. And finally, we are to surrender all we consider glorious in our lives and glorify him in every way possible, just as she took her glorious hair, the symbol of her glory, and used it to wipe the very feet of God. She basically worshipped him, setting aside all she considered important to her. What Jesus promises after we do this is just like he did to her, he promises to save us all. Open your Bibles to the book of Hebrews chapter 4. We'll read from verse 14 to verse 16. That is the Bible reading for the month. As we read the Bible verse, as we read these verses of the Bible, my prayer is that they'll be written in your heart, on your heart, that you would take them dear, the Bible says, so that you might not sin against God, that God might give you understanding, that your heart might be ready for what he's pouring into you this moment. Let's read, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet, he did not sin. Think of that. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may, may receive mercy and find help to help us. Find grace, sorry, to help us in our time of need. Today we continue the Make Room series with Jesus, the approbator of the despised. Jesus, the approbator of the despised. Let's pray, guys. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to break your word. May it fill us from the pallets of our tongues to the marrow of our bones. May it be embedded in our hearts that we may never sin against you, Jehovah. Even in this difficult season we are all facing, prepare our hearts, O oh Lord, to be the best ground today and forever. In Jesus' name, wherever you are, say amen. Hey, Shuaskibana, say amen. <laughs> Ah, guys, this is truly one of the most difficult seasons of our country and the world has ever faced. Across the globe, countries are finding ways to help their people cushion the hard financial times. 
I read last week or a couple of weeks ago that Ghana announced that the government will pay water bills of all Ghanaians for three months. Hey. It also announced that health workers won't pay taxes for three months. That's beautiful. And on top of that, an insurance package with an assured sum of 350,000 Ghanaian cedis. Finally, it said that the government will assist local companies to produce protective equipment to help with the virus. God bless them, man. Guinea was my favorite. This was amazing. Guinea announced that it will cover water and electricity costs for the next three months. It called for the freezing of, hear this, of rent till December 2020. Oh, Jehovah, hear our prayer. Here in Nairobi, Kenya. In Kenya. <laughs> it declared that public transport will be free for three months. And that prices on the pharmaceutical products and basic necessities will be frozen. That's amazing stuff, isn't it? Kenya then followed suit. <laughs> this is what they said. A 100% tax relief for persons earning gross monthly income of up to 24,000 shillings. It said there's a reduction of the top payers you earn rate from 30% to 25%. Not bad. This is a good one. It said it gave the temporary suspension of listing with credit reference bureaus for persons who default on their loan obligations with effect from 1st April 2020. Uh, guys, word of caution. It is temporary suspension. So we need to, <laughs> for those who are thinking they will run away with people's money, remember this is temporary suspension. As a pastor, a man of God, <laughs> I've never said that before. I am asking us to make sure that we pay all that we owe. Jesus said, make sure that before you get to the courts, if you owe somebody something, Make sure you give it before you get to the courts because you just never know what will happen when you get there. The government also said that there's a reduction of the standard VAT rate from 16 to 14%. It also said a reduction of the resident corporate income tax from 30% to 25%. All the governments are trying to do in these difficult times is to help us, the people, to cushion some of these financial issues that are cropping up. For the first time in history, we as a nation are almost feeling good about the task, the taxman. Huh? The reductions, you know. Probably because he's going to get less money. <laughs> Across the world, the general rule towards tax and the taxman has never been good. I dare tell you that even in Bible times, believe it or not, that person is never liked. Any person that takes your money and you have no say about it, hey, is not somebody that makes you happy. When the Roman Empire took over Jerusalem in 63 BC, they collected taxes themselves from the Israelites, but also hired local men to help with the job as well. The reason the Israelites really hated these local tax collectors is this. The Romans never actually paid the collectors. It was a job they gave them, almost do them a favor. Like, he's almost telling me, because you know me, uh, you're working for me. I'm not giving you anything, but just do what I tell you because you, you're carrying my name. 
That was sad, man. So the collectors made their living of how much extra money they were able to charge people. And this was over and above the legal taxes. No wonder John the Baptist tells them, Baptist tells them in Luke 3.13, don't collect any more than you are required to, speaking to the tax collectors. The collectors employed bully tactics, especially to the poor who were the majority of the land, and downright extorted them. Many faithful Jews of the time believed paying taxes to the Romans was a sin. And so as a result, tax collectors were considered unsavory at best and all but, but excommunicated at worst. Jesus, though, enters the scene and we jump to another encounter that will be our focus for today. In Luke 9, 1 to 10, Jesus is walking down the streets of Jericho on his way to Jerusalem. And large crowds, as usual, are following him. This is towards the beginning of his ministry. He has started to trend. They've started hearing news of this man who can do stuff that is not kawaida. Not normal. In the crowd is a very short man, Zacchaeus, who despite his name meaning a pure one, is a tax collector. And not just any tax collector. But he is a chief of tax collectors, the Bible tells us. So whereas tax collectors are harshly disliked, his disliking is on a chiefly level. <laughs> they hate him on a chief level. Jesus sees him on the tree and for some reason invites himself to Zacchaeus' home. By the end of their time together and just like last week in the prostitute's case, Zacchaeus has changed his ways and is forgiven of his faults. My goodness, what has happened? They just met at the tree. Jesus was going across through Jericho to Jerusalem. What has happened? Zacchaeus, one of the most despised people in Israel, as a tax collector and the chief, made room for Jesus. And in turn, Jesus approbates him. To approbate means to approve of or to sanction. Jesus approves of one of the most despised, hated, and disliked people in the land. And in turn, salvation comes to them. Hallelujah. What we see in this very short story of 10 verses in the Bible is number one, Zacchaeus wanted to see who Jesus was. Zacchaeus never got ashamed of climbing up a tree to see Jesus. When Jesus eventually saw him and invited himself to his house, he obliged. He never refused. He never gave excuses. Zacchaeus then makes amends of his wrongs as a tax collector. We see that in the story. And then finally, Zacchaeus declares that G, uh, Jesus declares, sorry, that Zacchaeus' home has received salvation that day. This is all in Luke chapter 9, verse 1 to 10. You can read it in your own time. Zacchaeus, number one, wanted to see who Jesus was. He had probably heard many stories of the man who hung out with tax collectors. He'd probably been told stories by Matthew. Remember Levi? The former tax collector who was now a disciple of Jesus. But Jesus was this cool guy 
Not like the strict Pharisees. You know, he knew the word. He said he was God and God's son. He knew the word, knew the law, but he was cool, man. He was cool with it. He was not like the strict Pharisees who called them sinners, these tax collectors, and the scum of the earth. Jesus was different. Matthew probably had even invited Zacchaeus in the earlier banquet at Luke chapter 5. What's impressive is he went to see for himself who this Jesus was. For himself. He went to see for himself. Are you trying for yourself to find out who Jesus is? If you aren't, I beg you by the mercies of God, please do and do it today. Do it now. You'll never regret it. In these locked-in times of our country and locked-out times in others, I hope you're not fully depending on anyone else to show you who this Jesus Christ is. The churches are closed. The pastors are in their homes. The best we can do is to stream live or send you podcast messages as I'm doing right now. We are all on our own, in our own homes. This, I kid you not, is the best time to seek out the Lord. To find out for yourself who he really is. Not from the mouth of your pastor, but for yourself. This is the best time to open the pages of the word of God, the Bible, and for yourself, see this Jesus Christ. One promise that I have for you is that you'll never regret it. I dare you to start now, today. We have a plan, like I've said, that you can just start reading from Genesis to Revelation. Now we are on 2 Samuel. We are at 2 Samuel. As you read the word of God, what happens to you is you begin understanding who God is. You begin seeing the mind of God. The more you see the mind of God, the more he begins to direct you to the very will that he has for your life. Do you know who Jesus is? Zacchaeus then never got ashamed of climbing up a tree to see Jesus. He wanted to see him. So the next thing he does is he climbs up a tree for a man with a hated prestigious position in the land who was also very wealthy. It is so surprising that he was never ashamed to climb up the tree to see Jesus. He realized he was short. I dare say that he probably had a pot belly as well, being that he had money. <laughs> but still, with all this, he climbed a tree. He was probably laughed at. But isn't it interesting how all that didn't faze him? He was going to see this Jesus himself and nothing was going to stop him. Not his physical shortcomings and not shame. Have you allowed anything in your life to stop you or separate you from seeing the Lord and especially this season? Is the trouble and hardship of the time quenching your search for the Lord? What shame from your past, I dare ask, is still holding you and preventing you from seeking him? What is it? What's the excuse? You don't have time? Now you do. Oh, I'm too busy. Oh, I have a hundred meetings. Where are those meetings today? We have no excuse whatsoever. 
Like Romans 8.35 encourages us, no trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, in bracket shame, danger or sword should separate you from, allow me to put this, seeking Jesus Christ and his love. Nothing should separate you. The main reason Zacchaeus was able to allow Jesus into his home, despite his stature and his hated job, is because he understood this principle very well. Nothing separated him from seeking out the Lord, not even the chatter of the people. The Lord saw this, acknowledged it, called him by name, and then invited himself to his home without even rebuking him of his lifestyle to begin with. Jesus now wanted to come and chill out with the chief tax collector. Let nothing stop you from seeking the Lord in this season. Number three, Zacchaeus then makes amends of his wrongs as a tax collector. Once Jesus has come into our lives and into our house, and once we start seeing who he really is, once we start understanding the mind of God, understanding how he created the universe, how he made man, how he gives him purpose, he starts to gently point out our faults. And I'm saying gently, intentionally. He will always come into our lives and our homes as a friendly man. Jesus is so friendly. Oh, The Bible calls him the one who sticks closer than a brother. He is that friendly to us. But he is also the convicting savior. Jesus, uh, Zacchaeus, sorry, was convicted of all his wrongs and decided to make amends immediately. Basically, he never waited to change. Today, when the Lord convicts you, this moment, make amends and change your ways. It is only when we decide to change our ways that our lives and our homes will experience the salvation of the Lord. My brothers and sisters, what is the Lord asking you today and in this season of the COVID-19 to change? What is he asking you to turn away from? What is he asking you to stop doing? Is it your dependence on money? Is it fear? Is it panic? Is it anger? Is it hopelessness? Is it the dodgy deals that have made you so comfortable in your life? Jesus is convicting us in this difficult season to stop whatever he's asking us to stop. The Apostle Paul told us in 2 Timothy 1.7, we have repeated this so many times, even in this season, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind or of, or of discipline. Whatever the gentle Savior has convicted you and I and told us to stop doing, let us stop doing it. It may be difficult, but he told us that a helper will come. The Holy Spirit, who now lives in us, if we've invited him, if we've sought him and invited him in, the Holy Spirit now dwells in us. If he dwells in us, aha, he will help us. What is God 
convicting you of today to stop. In Jesus' mighty name, stop it. He has given us strength to stop it. Be encouraged, guys. My brothers and sisters, Zacchaeus made room for Jesus Christ. Despite everything that was supposed to work against him. And as a result, hallelujah, salvation came to his home. Let's make room for the Lord today, not tomorrow, today. And experience his powerful salvation. Let's pray, guys. Almighty God, in the glorious name of our gentle, loving friend and convicting Savior, Jesus Christ, we thank you today for your word. Thank you for reminding us once again to make room for you in our locked statuses across the country and the globe. Thank you for always being there for us. Hallelujah. Even in these difficult times. Thank you, Lord. Help us, Jehovah, to get rid of the shame and hindrances to seeing you and your work in us in these difficult times. Help us to understand that you want the best for us, Jehovah, and that you'll go through the crowds to get to us. Remind us this day that you know our names and that you've written them in the palms of your hands and that your plans for us from birth, Jehovah, are the best and they are for us to come to the knowledge of who you are and forever spend eternity with you in heaven. We thank you, oh dear Jesus. In your name we have prayed, believing and trusting with every convicting uh, psych inside of you. Say amen. May the Lord bless you guys. May he keep you. May he always make his lovely face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he make his favor be your portion even in these difficult times. And may he bless you with his peace. The peace that surpasses all human understanding. The peace, hallelujah, that guards our hearts and minds. Till next time, stay safe and put your mask on. <laughs>